Welcome back, cinephiles and pop culture enthusiasts, to a new electrifying episode of The Syndicate. I'm your host, Armand, and today we've got a real treat for you. Joining us once again is the ever-charming and insightful Allie, as we dive into the creature feature with a heart that beats with nostalgia and a touch of the macabre. Yes, we're resurrecting the dead of the cult phenomenon, Lisa Frankenstein. We'll dissect the vibrant universe of the film, reflecting on its homage to the 1980s horror scene and how it connects to the beloved Jennifer's body. Allie and I will get deep into the film's clever nods, the humor that left us in stitches, and the absurd moments that somehow made perfect sense. But it's not all about the undead today. Like every Syndicate episode, the conversation takes a turn as we touch on the challenges the film industry faces today. From streaming wars to the future of the movie-going experience, can communal viewing survive in bars and cozy home theaters? Well, Ali and I will break it all down for you. Lastly, we've got musings on a sequel that'll get your inner film buffs singing, or should I say, howling. A Lisa Frankenstein musical, folks. An idea so outrageous, it might just work. And we're here to brainstorm it all, from the comfort of our studio to your eager ears. So glue yourself to your seats, listeners. This is an episode that stitches together laughter, insights, and the right amount of spooky. It's all coming up on The Syndicate. Welcome to The Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. Be a part of the conversation as industry insiders, genre lovers, and cinephiles dare to peek beyond the curtains of imagination and dive into the art of cinema. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. Now here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hey, you're back. You're back on the show. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you, you for having today? me. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I've had my coffee. I'm a little giggly. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so excited to talk about this film. So we watched Lisa Frankenstein. And I mean, we're taking it all the way back from uh, the first episode you were ever on because Mm -hmm. I approached you. I was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast about movies. Would you like to come on? And you said, yes, I would like to recommend Jennifer's Body. And I was like, say less because I love that movie. I'm so happy. Yeah. And now you're back with Diablo Cody's latest film. Same writer, set in the same universe as mm-hmm. Jennifer's body, Lisa Frankenstein. So I want to get the ball rolling. How did you even hear about this movie? Um, yeah, how did you even hear about this movie? And what did you think about watching it for the first time? So I'm a Twitter gremlin, and I was scrolling <laughs> on my feed, and someone wrote like, oh my God, Lisa Frankenstein set in um, same world as Jennifer's body. And I was like, well now I have to like take my money. <laughs> so I sent that to you. I was like, um, we have to like, it's Diablo Cody. Like, I don't know. We had such a fun time talking about Jennifer's body. Like we just had to, I know it was like obligatory. We had to. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved Jennifer's body back in, I believe it came out in 2009 or 2010. I thought it was amazing. And then Watching Lisa Frankenstein in theaters because I had to make sure to watch this in theaters mm-hmm. because I didn't want another Jennifer's body 
where it's like, oh, this movie sucks. Nobody went to see it. It bombed. And then 20 years later, everyone's like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. How come no one saw it? So I did my due diligence. I was like, I'm seeing it in theaters. I'm giving Diablo Cody my money. And I was sitting in the theater with three other people. <laughs> and I, was, I just had a smile on my face the whole time. I was like, this movie is amazing. And it was made for me. I definitely felt like, yeah, if if you like sci-fi, if you like old movies, if you, I don't know, if you're a romantic at heart, <laughs> I think you really love it. It just was a really fun, it was just fun from start to finish. A fun ride. There we go. <laughs> right. It truly was because, like, I felt the essence of, like, 80s horror in this movie. This movie felt like it came out of the late 80s. Because, mm-hmm. like, it had all the hallmarks of what made those movies so special. Because, like, I'm watching this and I'm like, this is like Heather's. This is like Weird Science. This is like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm, yeah. Like, it has all those themes inter- interwoven in this original script. And I was like, this is this is amazing. This is a love letter to 80s horror. Yes. Allie, are you into that as well? Um, I, I'm not too versed in it. I did grow up. I do remember seeing Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, like, I remember stuff like yeah. that. And I, she had a drawing that she drew of, of the creature, I'm pretty yes. sure, on yes. her wall. Yes. There was really a lot of cute details. Like, I'm sure part of it's Diablo Cody, but also the the sets um, every, and the clothing, everything de- design-wise was very 80s. It was very immersive. And I felt, I, I never felt like I was brought out of it. I know. It was like... Every single little detail of, like, the characters, the sets, everything. The car, (laughs) their parties, their music, the soundtrack of the movie. I was like, this is, like, I'm enjoying this ride. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying this so much. This is, like, made for weirdos like us. Yes. That are into, like, horror movies, horror pop culture, and then, like, the 1980s as well. It was just... Oh my god, I love this movie so much. I walked out of the theater, I was like, Yes, we need more movies like this. This is amazing. A hundred percent. I saw this with my friend Nina, who showed me Jennifer's body. So shout outs. Thank you for this. Wow. Uh, so I was like, I have to see it with her because I wanted to get um her perspective as well. And we just we just kept talking about it for like an hour after. I it just yeah, brought a huge smile to her faces and I could not get um that one song out of my head, uh, Ario Speedwagon. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I don't know the lyrics. Can't stop this feeling. Or oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't stop this feeling anymore. I was singing that into my mic to get my mic settings <laughs> right before we started recording. Oh my god! Yeah, like, like I said, every every little tiny detail is like it just makes this movie seem like. I like missed it. I wasn't even born yet. I'm, it's like in Blockbuster. Like, oh, what's this movie? Lisa Frankenstein. Oh, I have to watch this movie. And now, did you feel? I have to. I have to talk about this before we really jump into the movies. Did you feel like the uh, the references, like the homages in this movie? Because like you did the the musical for Heather's, right? Yeah. Yeah, did you feel like that influence in this movie? Because I'm watching, I'm like, I'm getting like Heather's vibes, mm. especially from Lisa. From Lisa, oh, kind of like how she starts, kind of like nice girl, and kind of turns into that 
de-evolution yeah into like kind of a crazy victor lisa thing going on Yeah. yeah definitely um there was there was a lot of funny references within the writing like my favorite joke I actually knew it was a joke, but I didn't know exactly what it was. So I had to go home and Google this. And it was the, um, I don't know if you want me to say this later, but. Say it. Uh, say it. So she, she got um, drugged um, drinking that drink at the party at the beginning of the um, movie. And she's walking with Doug, the her lab partner. And he's like, oh, who's your favorite movie director? And she's like, Paps. And he's like, you're just reading my my scan because he had a PBR, but yeah. there's really a, a GW Paps who's a Austrian director. I think he's Austrian. I wrote it down somewhere. He's a director of movies. So like it was a very subtle joke. And I heard that. I'm like, I know this is a joke. I need to go home and Google this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know oh, that flew over my head. Oh, my God. That... Yeah. Diablo. Hats off. Yeah, I That's love her. Reference. I just marry me. <laughs> <laughs> Paps. <laughs> You're just reading my PBR can. Oh my and god! She's like, no, it's really right. <laughs> that it's was amazing. a good one. Oh god, the writing! The writing was so good. I I love this movie. I swear, I swear. If people shit on this movie, I'm like, no, fuck you. This is a great <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely gonna be a. I'm definitely gonna pick this one up when it comes out on on DVD, Blu-ray. Do we do oh, yeah. that anymore? I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. <laughs> so we can have it forever. Physical media. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Allie, let's break the seal. Let's talk about Lisa Frankenstein properly. But before we do, could you, like, summarize the plot in broad strokes? It could even be the broadest of strokes. Sure. Um, so Lisa Frankenstein follows Lisa. She's sort of a different kind of girl, and her mom died <laughs> to maybe an axe murderer (laughs) we don't know for sure yeah but so her dad remarries this really peppy woman so you have these two um kind of same side of the same coin i would say you have taffy who's really bubbly cheerleader personal and then you have kind of dark lisa into poetry and it's about their lisa trying to fit into this family and she wants to she kind of wants well, she makes a wish. She makes a wish that she was with this, um, what is it, a statue, uh, a gravestone. Yes. But what she meant was she wishes she was dead. Like, she wishes, <laughs> like, she's very dark in her stuff like that. And when she makes this wish, a storm happens, and the it, it hits the gravestone, and um, the creature appears from and comes to her house. And so now she has this creature at her house, and he's missing some body parts so she they go on this venture to put him back together and like frankenstein with electricity they use a tanning booth to start getting (laughs) him more and more human and it's about the consequences of these actions and yeah it's a really fun ride oh my god yeah because like i saw the trailer and i was like oh my god this is like a very campy uh, feminine take on the whole like Dr. Frankenstein, the monster uh, type thing. And yeah, she uses that tanning bed because like it's faulty, which Diablo Cody sets up in the beginning of the film mm-hmm. because like her preppy uh, stepsister is like, oh, yeah, yeah, 
trying to you know look beautiful, get a tan. So she sits in a tanning bed and like electrocutes her. Yeah, and it's broken. <laughs> and then as a setup for the payoff of like she uses that as like the Doctor Frankenstein thunderbolt electricity to reanimate. Um, it's just such a cute idea. Like kudos. Like that's such a fun idea. <laughs> I'm just in love with the script. <laughs> She is the master storyteller. And we talked about this during Jennifer's Body, but like I was sitting in the theater and I went into it not knowing anything. That's how I like watching my movies. So I'm sitting there and I knew it was set in the 80s. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. But I did not expect it to be set in illinois yeah i didn't expect that either um like we we were kind of like when we saw the name of the cemetery we're like wait is that here but the rocky rococo line really sold it for me i was like oh yeah i've been there (laughs) my parents have dragged me to rocky rococo (laughs) (laughs) i saw the name i was like bachelors grow holy shit (laughs) i was like what and then bluff road i was like holy shit this is illinois (laughs) That always makes it a little bit more personal. Like, yeah, that's that's my hood. Like, I'm, I don't know. That makes like Wayne's World stuff like that. Yeah, that yeah. being said, Aurora. Like, I don't know. I think that makes me a little biased. Then, like, oh, cool. Yeah, represent. <laughs> oh my god, that made me so happy. I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm sitting in this fictional version of Illinois. We need more representation. She's taking the page out of like. Uh, John Hughes, where he's setting all his films, you know, in Chicago or Illinois, uh, with all of his movies, and Diablo Cody, please, please just do that, because Jennifer's body, I think it took place in Minnesota, but I would like it to to, to think that it was in Illinois, because like she grew up around here, she grew up in the western suburbs of uh, Chicago, and I was like, oh my god, like I don't know, it's, that, it's just that midwestern attitude when it comes to like her storytelling when it comes to like, you know, even go back, going back to Juno, a little bit of it in young adults, this movie, Lisa Frankenstein, like you could see the, 
I don't even know what to call it, like the Midwestern angst. Yeah. It's like there, you know? Yeah, the like alternative, I want to get out of this town type of <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, personality. <laughs> we have to get out of this town, the town, suburbia. <laughs> Picturesque. We have to get out of this town. But anyways, like, yeah, I was so surprised seeing Bachelor's Grove. And I was like, I hope this like, because I don't even know if Bachelor's Grove is even nation known nationwide to like everybody. We know it. Mm-hmm. I actually tried going there once. Yeah, it's closed, right? I mean, you could go there. It's technically still trespassing if you go there during the daytime. But mm-hmm. like for sure during the nighttime, you know, when all the ghosts come out, mm-hmm. that is 100%. You're going to get arrested. And so I had a bright idea in high school. I was like, guys. It's Halloween. Let's go to Bachelor's Grove. And so we all d- packed car, go drive into Bachelor's Grove. I think it was like around midnight. And I there's like a it's a parking lot because like Bachelor's Grove is in a forest preserve. Mm, okay. Like you have to walk into the forest to find it. Kind of like the movie. But there's a parking lot across the street where you can park your car and then go into the forest preserve. I turn into the parking lot and I see a whole bunch of squad cars. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I'm turning around. I'm making a U-turn. And we're not. We weren't doing we weren't doing anything that you thought we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> they were ready. Yeah. To to find hooligans like me. I was like, let's go see some ghosts on Halloween. They were ready. So it didn't to go actually on, go. Like, Fourth of July, where they're like patrolling other streets. Be like, <laughs> will never catch us then <laughs> go during christmas <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah then you'll have like the ghost of christmas past there though <laughs> oh my god why is my name on the grave <laughs> who is this man's spirit <laughs> beautiful <sighs> yes but back to the movie yeah lisa frankenstein i mean oh my god yeah lisa wants to she's like you know being all emo oh i want to oh i wish i was like you Wish Very I could poetic. be with you. And it was just a giant misunderstanding. And then there's this electrical storm and brought him back to life. No, I meant to be with you dead. I just, I love the scene when he somehow finds his way to Lisa. I don't, maybe he's got like a compass in his heart now <laughs> or something, but he yeah. finds his way to Lisa's house and she's just freaking out. And just, it's so cute. I just I think Cole did a really good job of like acting between each instance of the machine because he was very clunky and very, yes. you know, Frankenstein. I'm hitting things walking. I think he did a really good job with his body language. And to say body language, because like he didn't speak one line of dialogue. I mean, unless you count the grunts, he did not have any spoken word. And that's well, he did at the end. Oh, yeah. But. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, like, that's, that's you know, we talked about Silent Night with Aaron, how mm-hmm. it's really hard to do no dialogue. But if you're going to do the whole no dialogue thing, you need to have that contrasted with someone who is speaking. And this movie is a perfect representation of that. Because, like, we have Catherine Newton, Lisa, who is espousing who is acting who is delivering all these lines perfectly and it's bouncing off of cole's body language like him just 
physically reacting like, like <laughs> <laughs> I also think on top of the body language the makeup was really fun to see between instances as well as see him become more and more human there was just a lot yes. of details a lot of thought put into this movie and I want to get into that because like the biggest theme for me watching this movie is like the beauty taming the beast we've mm -hmm. seen it in many movies especially beauty and the beast by disney the most overt uh story with that but like Catherine newton's character like we see this transformation with her character she goes from this girl who isn't very confident in herself who dresses kind of awkwardly and then as she progresses through the film she gains that confidence and she becomes more and more of a goth queen, a goth <laughs> princess, uh, becoming, you know, more and more, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, more beautiful. And then the same thing is happening with the monster that she created, uh, yeah. Cole's character, where he, as we first see him, as she, as he's barging through the door of her home, he's like, he looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon. He looks yes. like a zombie, disgusting. There's like dirt and moss. He's missing limbs. And then as he progresses through the movie and more and more uh, being electrocuted by the tanning bed to like put body parts on him to replace things, he's becoming more and more handsome. Yeah. So it's like there's this nice uh, complimenting going on with their characters. As she's taming the beast, he's becoming more and more human and then at the same time, she's becoming more and more confident in herself. And she's kind of becoming more and more of a monster herself. Like, she's okay yes. with all everything happening. It's very, yeah, it's very interesting kind of switch. Yeah. And it's also like Heather's. Yeah. Because, like, the character, Winona Ryder's character, like, she was, you know, I don't know how to describe her character, like a nerd or a geek. And then she encounters... Uh, this man, played by uh, Christian Slater, who's a bad boy, kind of similar to this story, where, I mean, even though the monster in Lisa Frankenstein was more romantic, he's still killing people. He's yeah. killing for this girl, which is also Christian Slater's character in Heather's. He's also killing for Winona Ryder's character. So it's like, as she's with this guy, she's descending more and more into the abyss. She's becoming mm -hmm. more and more, quote, evil by being complicit to all of these killings. Yes, exactly. I love it. And it's very campy. It's not serious. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, the humor was so, honestly, it was so dry. <laughs> I loved it. Because I could have done wacky. Yeah. Could have been like, whoa. Like, more contemporary, but it felt like dry and something out of another time period, a.k.a. That, the 1980s. Yeah. And then Midwestern humor, too, I think is very dry and subtle as well. <laughs> <laughs> We're just better people, don't you mm. think? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And I also want to bring this up because, like, the other theme of this film... Have you seen the movie Weird Science? I have a long time ago. Okay. I can't remember much, but I remember the cover in my brain. <laughs> right. And the cover like perfectly captures the film. It's about these two nerdy guys 
who, like in this movie, create like their perfect partner. So in that movie, it's like they create, you know, the perfect girl who's also named Lisa. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not or an homage. I think Diablo Cody knows what she's doing. I do, too. I trust her with my life. (laughs) Yeah. And then with Lisa Frankenstein, it's the inverse. It's the girl creating the perfect guy. I definitely think I really enjoyed having um, Lisa being the protagonist. um, Because it reminded me a little bit of... It's like a feminine um, kind of... Okay, it's it's not... it It reminded me of... Okay. I was thinking about the movie Sex Drive for some reason. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, like... no, I've seen it. I've seen the unrated version too. Which let me tell you, you know, like Jennifer's Body, because there was an unrated version of Jennifer's Body, which added I don't know thirty seconds to the film. It was more gore. Mm. Sex Drive, they just had naked dudes walking around for no reason. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Don't think I saw the one, but maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> but I was thinking of the movie Sex Drive in the way that. Men, um, there's more films about like sex being funny with dudes and stuff like that, and it just felt really nice to have like a feminine lead who, where we talk about sex in this movie, and and it's a different way of joking about sex. It felt like really fresh, and I felt like as a coming of age story, it was nice to have this kind of encapsulated. By the way, I genuinely miss those type of movies. I call them boner comedies, <laughs> like American Pie and all those movies. Yeah, yeah. But they're always in the male lens. Yes. It's always the male gaze. Uh, the story follows these male protagonists. It's never the other way around. Yes. It's never through the eyes of the girl. In this movie, even though it has that horror comedy uh, rapper to this, it's still in the perspective of Lisa. Yes. So it is refreshing. Mm-hmm. I, I think there should be more movies like this. Oh, yeah. It was definitely just, I don't want to get too far about like the sex jokes because I was dying laughing in this movie. Um, but just even like her pulling, or him cold pulling out the vibrator and she's just like, eh, it's a <laughs> massager. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I don't know. It's and then he starts refreshing. massaging her on her back. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so sweet. My aunt gave this to me. She said, um, it'll give me a personality or something. Something something. like that. By the way, I was the only guy in the theater (laughs) watching this. It was two ladies in their 50s. And then I believe a girl probably in her 20s, 30s. They all laughed. (laughs) Nice. Well, my theater was me and my friend Nina and then there's this couple an older couple next to us probably in their like 60s 70s and then three men in front of us so yeah there's some representation very small but I hope more people see it I thought it was a pretty fun time right because Diablo Cody wants to make a sequel to this so how it ended um my roommate said they feel like um they set it up very well for like a Bride of Frankenstein sort of thing going on. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I think I would be too. I feel like it ended okay where I feel comfortable with it being done, but I'm down for more. I had a fun time. Let's keep the train going. <laughs> Did the ending make you sad? No, because I feel like it kind of they worked together at the end. 
Yeah. That was the emotional I, payoff of the movie. Yeah. Because, like, throughout this entire movie, I was getting a little bit mad at Lisa. Yeah. Because, like, uh, the monster clearly liked her. Yeah. In love with her. And she was pining after some other guy. Um, I believe his name is Michael, like the editor of the school newspaper. Yes. <laughs> And, like, I remember that scene where it was in the middle of the movie where she was like, oh, like, I hope I don't die a virgin. That's why I need to go see Michael. And he's like, oh. And then I groaned to him like, oh, no. Yeah. But, like, the pining, though, like, it's nice to see that because then when she realizes it, it's like, he's loved me this whole time. I think that's just very, like, I don't know, when you read those smutty books, it's just kind of... The pining is an integral part of <laughs> of the love story. So it didn't bother me too much. I was just kind of like, Lisa, come on, look in front of you. But at the same time, he is dripping bugs and stuff, so... <laughs> she didn't mind by the end of the movie. No, she did not. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had a sex scene. <laughs> it was pretty tasteful. Caterpillar, <laughs> millipede, centipede fell on her face, and I'm like... Hey, whatever. It's it's I, if you love someone, you love someone, I guess. Let's talk about the most outrageous thing I've ever seen in a movie. And I've seen the human centipede since we're talking about centipedes. I have also seen that movie. I just gagged a little bit. We've I don't all seen talk. that movie. Core memory formed. Oh shit! I gotta take a shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, so her sister Taffy um, ends up hooking up with the guy that Lisa likes. Mm-hmm. And you Lisa see that lose... coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Lisa did not. No, she got she had a shit fit about it, and then uh, Cole's character, the monster, did exactly what any guy would do if he's pining after Lisa. Takes a hatchet and then cuts off his dick. Yep. And we watch it fly. Fly into the air. Slow mo. <laughs> Could see the shadow on the uh, wall. It was in slow mo. And at that moment, I was like, Is what I'm watching right now, is this real? <laughs> For some people, probably the most horrifying part of a horror film. <laughs> I was. I was dying. <laughs> I was laughing. I don't know if the ladies were laughing too. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It was so crazy, but like, it had such a good payoff because later you find out the, the creature didn't have a dick. So she needed to sew it back on. And, like, her sewing all these body parts back on makes sense because she's a seamstress as her job. So it's just, like, I don't know. There's all these little details that really paid off. But, yeah, he needed that. So they couldn't have sex until he had a dick. So. And then she sewed it on him. Yep. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And like the way the camera was positioned, the framing of that scene, he's like standing up. He's like... And she's like on her knees in front of him. And I'm like, I'm here for this. This is the most absurd movie I've ever seen. And I'm loving every single second of this. I mean, now he's now he's a man. He's got every part. He's got his ear. He's got his hand and he's got his dick. (laughs) I just love the escalation of this because like he needed a new hand. And then he needed an ear, and then he needed a dick. And now he's yeah. a, he's, he's a grown boy now. They grow up fast. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't see the ending coming, where. Well, I mean, she kind of had no choice. The snowballing effect, because like, her stepmom, she accidentally kills her, right? Um. So. The mom comes to confront Lisa because things have been breaking at the house. And she's like, I'm going to send you to, I think, uh, some rehab place. Um, And then um, Cole, (laughs) the creature's name isn't Cole. The creature comes out with her sewing machine and hits her on the mom on the head, which I think is kind of like poetic in a way. Just like, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what Lisa does. sews, and then. I don't know. So in a way, Lisa helped kill the mom. Um, and so, and then she falls and right away, Creature's just like, ear, I'm cutting it off. <laughs> and I Lisa just this. stands there like, what's happening? Like, she's happy about it, but she was kind of like, mm. she didn't stop it. She didn't she's call like, 911. Oh, no. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, not right now. We need to hide the body. <laughs> and then I was like, this it's Heathers. It's yep. literally what happens in Heathers, in the first act. Same thing. I was like, I'm, I, I was like, I love this movie. And like the line <laughs> delivery too is like, almost felt like a soap opera. I loved it. I loved it so much. But yeah, like, her mom dies. The character of her mom was like, oh, I'm, she was gonna go away uh, to like a nursing convention or something. So she was gonna be away. Yeah. It was actually in Milwaukee. And I mean, eventually you're going to find out that she's not there, which happens. And then there's investigation. And then Lisa's, you know, 
killing more people. She killed uh, that nerdy guy in the beginning with the PBR because, mm-hmm. like, even though he's like a nerd and seems harmless, he wasn't. No, he tried to. He was groping her up when she was um, drugged at the party. It was not not cool. We don't I do that. No, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I was like, oh. Uh, I, then I was getting a little sus. I was like, huh. And then right when she was put on the, I'm like, oh no. Oh no. I do. Um, I want to credit uh, Nina for this that she um she messaged me about. Um, she said it was very interesting how all the pieces that they collected were like kind of bad pieces of these people that did harm to Lisa. The they took the arm of Doug, which groped her without her consent. They took the ear of um the mom who wasn't listening to Lisa, and then they took the penis who because she was screwing the dude was screwing taffy and oh like she God. wanted to be with him and nina messaged me that and i'm like you are so smart oh my god <laughs> you're so smart oh my god that is that is mind-blowing that is so yeah. subtle i didn't even pick up on that yeah diablo cody man <sighs> she's that's why she has an oscar yep you know, people are, like, shitting on her. I heard this comment that she was, like, a one-hit wonder director. Oh, that is the perfect reaction. What? Juno? Jennifer's body? I know there's more, I'm sure. She's a talent. She she knows what she's doing. Oh, yeah. I think people are just jealous. Yeah, people I'm are with jealous. you. They gotta be. What do they know? What Oscar do they have? Exactly. <laughs> what movies did they make? Let me guess. None? Yep. <laughs> it's so much easier just to criticize a movie than to actually make one. Mm-hmm. To put yourself out there, to put your heart and soul into a script, and to make a movie like this that's so nuanced. Because I, like, I walked out of it, and I was like, this is a love letter to the horror genre, horror comedy genre. 100%. And then now you're like hitting me with like, it's actually philosophical, and it's very deeply allegorical. And I'm like, Oof. this movie... Just, I already thought it was an awesome movie, and now it's, like, even more awesome. <laughs> um, I really think, um, outside of, like, the love letter to the 80s and the gothic horror, I also, it's also a love letter to, like, the start of movies and um, old movies with, uh, like, that PBR joke I was telling you earlier, um, the, like, talking about the old director, Pabst, and then even with the, what is it? The Fly to the Moon? What is that called again? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's old, old 1920s silent film. I think yeah, the... the rocket goes in the moon, the moon with the face, and it goes mm-hmm. in his eye. <laughs> and I feel like they even kind of um, showed it, too, with the choice of... So at the end, um, they, they do it, and then um, it was very tasteful. Um, yeah. And then they basically have to say their goodbyes because Lisa decides to died to get out of having to go to jail so she they turned the um what is it the my brain's not working today the they tanning turn the, bed yeah they turn the tanning bed up to like extra whatever very high and so she gets in there and then she electrocutes and she um what we believe passes on because later we see her grave but they do a cut where they do the like little shrink to the little circle yeah 
And that that's very like old school film too. So there's a lot of nods to old film as well. It's just very like considerate, very thoughtful. That's how you can tell that Diablo Cody and we didn't even mention uh, Zelda Williams, Robin Williams' daughter. That was that like when I read that, I was like, what? Nepo baby, but like good Nepo baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's her first uh, directing debut, I I believe. She did a great job. Like, yeah, amazing job. Like, I hope, I hope. Because, like, before walking into this, I was like, oh, I wish uh, Karen Kusama did this movie because then we would have had like a a reunion of sorts with Mm -hmm. Diablo Cody from uh, Jennifer's Body. But I'm glad that she didn't because I feel like this movie would be entirely different because the way Jennifer's body was shot is completely different than the way this movie was shot. I feel like with Zelda Williams's eye and how she directed this and like bringing it to life is what made this movie work so well. Mm -hmm, I agree. I feel like if a Jennifer's body, if it was the same director, I feel like it'd be a lot darker. Yeah. And I just, I like the light, like even though, there's death and stuff like that. It's just so lighthearted. It was a lighthearted comedy, even though, you know, bad things are happening. And uh, it was a good, I feel, you know, the more we're talking about it, the more I'm starting to love the movie even more. I, I can't tell what I like more, if I like Jennifer's body or this more. I was leaning towards Jennifer's body, but after our conversation right now, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe it's this. Maybe I like this more. Yeah, you know, I'm a sucker for a horror comedy like Gremlins. I love Gremlins. I love The Evil Dead. I love Cabin in the Woods. There's mm-hmm. just something because, like, I'm such a horror fan. Because, like, when I was younger, the good age of watching movies or listening to music that stick with you for your whole life, I was watching a lot of horror movies from the 1980s or 70s. And then infusing comedy into that, it kind of like deconstructs it. It kind of makes it more palatable for people that aren't really into like being scared or being, you know, thrilled Mm -hmm. uh, in that way. It makes it more interesting and more dynamic because you're playing with the medium. And with this movie, it's very different than Jennifer's Body. Because even though Jennifer's Body has those quips here and there, those moments of levity of comedy. It's a horror film. It's a yes. horror film. It's about a succubus. It's eating men. And then uh, uh, Needy has to fight, fight off the demon that's uh, you know, consumed Jennifer, her old friend. It's very horrific. And then it ends on a horrific note. With Lisa Frankenstein, start to finish. It's very comedic. Yeah, it's a love story. Yeah. It's a little wonky, but it's a love story. <laughs> <laughs> It's more, it's, it's more fun. Yeah. It's a more fun movie. Outrageous. <laughs> it's an outrageous movie. And yeah, I didn't see that ending coming, but you know, it, it was the natural progression. She dies and now she's with, um, the creature in death forever. They're together forever. It's like, uh, Romeo and Juliet. But they can be together. <laughs> Right, it's it's like the undead version of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> um, I did have like some questions though, because like at the end, um, the creature 
is a lot more human like oh, yeah. he can he can talk now and he's reading to lisa and lisa's all covered up and bandaged probably burnt up and has no eyes it's like the last reveal you see um but I, like because the creature wasn't like that at the fire scene i'm like did did he go find another tanning bed <laughs> like how do you get a little more human <laughs> Well, he had to have brought her back somehow. Yeah. Un- unless... No, he had to have brought her back somehow. So maybe he yeah. did find another tanning bed. But maybe that maybe they would answer those questions if they had a sequel. So right. I'm not like, I need to know this now. I'm like, it's, you know, I can fill in the blanks, whatever yeah. I want, whatever. They're together anyways. Yeah. <laughs> the details aren't It's important. true love, whatever. <laughs> but I really like that imagery where it's like... She was alive, human, mm-hmm. and then he was like a zombie, like coming out of the ground, like soup, not not human, and then inverted, where yes. he's practically human again, and then she's the monster. Yes, there's just something poetic about that. I think it's poetic too because the start of the film they do this really cute like animation to show the creature's backstory where he was this musician and then he fell in love and then the girl left him and he died kind of young and sad. Mm -hmm. And he sat and read by himself in the beginning on, on the bench. And now he's there with his lover on the bench. I don't know. I think that's really cute. Like bookends too. Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. Diablo Cody. (laughs) She knows what she's doing. I need to write a little letter. Dear Diablo, thank you for all your great movies. Love, Allie. And I'll say, pretend I'm like three and draw a little picture. <laughs> She'll do an interview and like, what inspires me is that this young girl <laughs> sent me a, a letter about how my <laughs> movies are impacting her. It just means so much that I'm inspiring the next generation. Meanwhile, <laughs> Allie's like... H3, <laughs> really lightly, zero. A picture of her be holding hands. You you write it in crayon, <laughs> on lined paper, ripped yeah. out of a notebook. I feel like I have to do this now for the joke. Oh, you have okay. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> this is one long joke for us. <laughs> All right, I know what amazing. I'm doing today. <laughs> oh my god, I think it's safe to say that we really enjoyed this movie. Oh yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. So, I want to get off the fence on a few questions. Okay. We were talking about how Diablo Cody wants to make a sequel for this film, and we are also saying that it takes place in the same universe as Jennifer's body. Do you think the sequel would be a straight sequel, like a continuation of Lisa's story, or will it be another nod to, like, another classic monster because like with jennifer's body it was a succubus this movie frankenstein she gonna do like wolfman or something a werewolf that would be cool the invisible man (laughs) oh spooky i feel like there's like a few ways it could maybe go like um my friend referenced maybe doing a bride of frankenstein now that that would be a direct continuation. You can maybe even do what if they had like some undead kid? Like, what would that be like? 
Um, the if Adams you, family. <laughs> yeah, if you said it further, um, I feel like if there's going to be a sequel, it would have to kind of have them in some way. Um, but I can definitely see her doing other monsters. I, I think I hope she would do other monsters. I have really enjoyed her career and seeing where it's going. And I really just, I'm going to leave it to the experts. <laughs> right. We're not going to say <laughs> how to make a movie. But I think I would like bride like a bride thing to see. I don't know. It's like I don't think I want direct continuation, but it'd be cool to kind of see Lisa back together and see what happens from there. Because is there only one bride of Frankenstein? It, it, it's Dracula who has like three brides, right? <laughs> yeah, Dracula has a lot of ladies. Um, there's only one bride of Frankenstein, the one with you know tall hair with the yeah. white streak. Um. Yeah, there's only one. Yeah, I would... I personally really love The Bride of Frankenstein. I I think that's, like, probably my favorite universal monster, other than, I guess, Dracula. Um, yeah, I just love the aesthetic of The Bride of Frankenstein. I think it's such a striking image. Um, so I would personally would love that, but I don't know. At the same time, it's like, do I want a Lisa Frankenstein too? The return of Lisa. <laughs> yeah. I think I would want her to be maybe like a reference. Yeah. Yeah. I think like having something in the same universe, but a little bit detached, like how this is from Jennifer's body mm-hmm. would be nice. I think that's kind of, that's the golden ratio. <laughs> I don't <Right>. know. <laughs> it's still weird and like, um, supernatural and like an homage to like some sort of classic creature, but it's through the lens of the the feminine eye. Yeah, I feel like if I mean she could even go as far as if she keeps doing stuff like that, she could even get into like a Buffy kind of territory. Like, mm. well, if there's all these creatures everywhere, who's gonna take care of them? You know, like a female Van Helsing. Ooh, that would be cool. Oh my god, that would be amazing. That would be so good. Maybe I'll start writing that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, she could go full schlock and, like, have, like, a Nick Fury-type character and be, like, I'm assembling a team. It has, like, <laughs> needy uh, Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> like, an Avengers of, like... The it'd be, like, the Dark Universe. universe Avengers. The Cody Universe. Yeah. <laughs> But I have some bad news. Oh? I have some bad news. Oh, no. So, uh, the month of February 2024, when Lisa Frankenstein came out, was the worst month for movies in cinema history. That hurt. That cut deep. (laughs) I find it hard to believe because we had such bangers like Madam Web. Yeah. The Beekeeper. Yes, I've heard so much Argyle. about these. <laughs> okay, I do want to see Argyle. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan of Kingsman, so. That's a sure. that's a Pirate Bay movie. You know, our favorite streaming platform with, like, ads for casinos embedded I, in the movie. <laughs> I need a, I'm going to start, I'm going to, like, get addicted to gambling eventually <laughs> the more I watch these. <laughs> I keep on trying to watch these movies and I get ads for casinos. <laughs> 
weird casino websites. They put ads in everything nowadays, even in our movies. Yeah, even inside the movie. <laughs> These... Slots.com. Yeah, slots.com. This movie underperformed. So it's going to be Jennifer's body all over again. Yeah, it's going to be Jennifer's body all over again. But honestly, I think who cares about box office numbers? You know what I'm saying? Not me. They can easily put this on any streaming platform and it'll just rake in money. Because like I don't think people are going to the movies anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. especially since COVID. Yeah, it's definitely a different experience. It was kind of sad seeing not a lot of people in the theater for opening weekend. And usually that's just what you do. But people are just, we're very conscientious of, you know, our space and making sure we're healthy. And February, people are sick all the time. Like, you got to think about that, too, when you're releasing things now. Because this is the time for flu and whatever with the weather changing so much. So a lot of factors. And for our part of the world where this movie kind of takes place in, this is like the coldest month of the year. Yeah, people want to stay home. It's like, I don't want to go outside. I would I would, I would, love to pay a premium. I don't, it could be like 20 bucks. I don't care. If I could just beam in movies <laughs> straight to my home theater. Yeah, that would be nice. Like, yeah. And they were doing that kind of for a bit with COVID, right? They were releasing... Excuse me, straight to um, some streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. But I don't want, like, the theater... I don't want the experience of going to a movie theater to die out. Here's but what I... you do. You reduce the price of the tickets for the theater experience. It was like five bucks to see the movie. But if you want to watch at home, it's 30 bucks. So if you want the luxury of sitting in your own home, you could do that. You just have to pay the premium. Or you could go to the movie theater for a cheaper price to see the same movie. Mm. That's how I would do it. Would my business go out of business? Absolutely. <laughs> 30 <laughs> bucks. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Ooh, ouchies. That's when you get every, that's like what, how they do the, is the MMA WWE, that stuff. Yeah. It's like 60 bucks for a pay-per-view oh. ticket. That's when you get all your buddies. And yes. you know, hey. And they split it. It's like, uh, three bucks each. <laughs> That's worth it. Or what people also do, like people go to the bar to watch these games, to watch these matches because they play it for free. Yeah, I'm buying a beer. But I'm also getting that communal experience of like watching it with like 100 people. And that's what movie theaters should do. I want to watch Lisa Frankenstein at a bar. That'd be so fun. Oh, man. He cut off his dick. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it's like that meme of like the bar going crazy and like throwing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> right when he like cuts the dick off. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like people people have done that with Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, uh, like the final I cosplayed season. and went to um, some. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I cosplayed um, Arya um, when she was with the God, the guy who has no face name or whatever. Um, and so I had her blue outfit on, and I had contacts that made it look like my I was blind. And I kept scaring the bartender every time I went home. <laughs> Did you go to replay in uh, Lincoln Park? 
Um, because they I, did a whole pop up Game of Thrones bar. Oh no, I didn't. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool place. I might have. This is pre pandemic. I might have taken you and the gang there. Maybe I'm not sure. It was a pinball arcade place. All the games are free. And they do pop-ups. I don't know if they still do, but they did a Game of Thrones pre-pandemic. And they had, like, the wall of, like, the faces. Oh, my God. No, then I didn't go. That's so cool. They had, like, uh, the God Tree where Ned Stark would sit under in one of the rooms. They had, like, they had a uh, an Iron Throne that you could sit on and take pictures. Dang. I missed out. <laughs> Yeah, it was sick. But it's also sick that you dressed up as Arya Stark. That's probably one of my favorite cosplays I've done. I um did a lot. I sewed the it all in three days and I weathered it. It looked pretty cool, I'm not gonna lie. That's I, I don't uh I don't um toot my own horn often, but I will <laughs> on this one. I'm pretty proud of it. I gotta bring it back. Maybe, maybe. C two E two's coming up. Gotta bring it back. Did you have needle? The sword? I did not. I made my costume in three days. I did pretty good for three days. I can't make a sword. <laughs> Could have went to Party City and got a sword. To be fair, when I was when Arya was there, Needle was hidden in the ground somewhere. Oh, so. that's right. So <laughs> that's right. Because she didn't want to give it up because her father made it, or I don't remember something like that. But a girl with no face or name can't have anything or something, right? A girl has no name. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. But back to Lisa Frankenstein. Yes, back to Lisa Frankenstein. <clears throat> um, okay, so my final question. Would you recommend this movie to a friend? I would. I think my friends would definitely enjoy this. I actually really want to go back to the theater and take my boyfriend to see it because he's, he's a romantic at heart, so I think he would enjoy it as well. It was definitely a fun time. Definitely a good movie to watch with friends as well. There's just a lot to talk about after. I think, especially being, you know, Midwest here, I think it just kind of itches those kind of jokes for us. Oh, yeah. Like, this movie, I wish I saw it with friends instead of an empty theater. (laughs) Because, like, yeah, this is totally one of those movies that you would watch with your friends because it's weird. Mm -hmm. You just put it on, like, all right, we're going to watch this movie. And I was like, what? Yeah, you'll just be talking, eating chips, and then you see the dick flag, you go, what? What? Rewind that. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because, like, this movie, even though I feel like it's made for us alternative people, anybody can watch this. Oh, yeah. Like, if you have a heart. If you need a heart. (laughs) This is the movie for you. It's a special brand of weird. Yes. And I love it. Yes, this was an ode to the weirdos, for sure. Yeah. Everyone likes to be weird. And let me tell you, everyone in theater, wasn't many. No one was no one was weird looking. Everyone was normal. Everyone has a little weirdo inside of them. That's very beautiful. Yes. You know what's funny? Hmm. So that older uh two friends, older older ladies, which I assume were probably in their twenties. Uh, in the 1980s or maybe early 30s or whatever they're walking out and they're like well, that was a, that was like imagine like two like I don't know two ladies in their 60s 
mm-hmm. grandmas. And they're like, oh, that was a that was an interesting movie. I really like the music. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's going to be me one day. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. they lived it. Yeah. They're like, oh, I remember. I remember all that stuff. Oh, my God. Before, um, yeah. speaking of things we lived, one of my favorite scenes, there are two things that were really stuck out to me in the movie. I love the montage of putting the clothes on him and finding his outfit. I thought oh, yeah. that was so fun. I, right. I'm kind of sad he didn't pick the pink, um, like, the dress. shawl thing, dress. Yeah. And then um, one moment that stuck out, um, when they fi- when they finally are, like, decide to like be a couple and they're like in the graveyard i like a cop stops them and cole he must be so strong just picks her up and drops her into the grave do you remember that i do i mean he's frankenstein he's so i just said frankenstein's a strong guy he's no i understand frankenstein is strong but i didn't think cole was strong he's got that zombie strength (laughs) anyway but yes, that will. I think that will also be me one day when there's all these having zombie well, strength. <laughs> no, um, well, I said like I guess '95 to 2000s movies. I guess they're coming out. They're remaking Mean Girls, right? Like, ugh. yeah, Tina Fey wanted more money. Oh, because it was a musical, an adaptation of the Broadway, which is a remake of the movie. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. People are looking back at Mean Girls, Mean Girls 2004, like we were looking back at like Heathers or Sixteen Candles. Wow. Yeah. The years start coming and they don't stop coming. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And now Shrek is like, it's in, it's It's in the Library of Congress now. By the way, what historical significance? Yep. (laughs) I mean, it should be. (laughs) Like body wants it's. Like how Shrek has just has a chokehold on American culture. <laughs> I know. And I saw that in theaters. I think little I did. did I know. Yeah. But that would like change 10. the world. <laughs> God. But Allie, 
Thank you so much for doing this again. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy we we picked Lisa Frankenstein. Because like we were going to do other movies, which we will get to eventually. But I was mm-hmm. like, listen, we did Jennifer's Body. We got to do this. Because I saw the trailer and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think it's like in the contract. Like any Diablo Cody <laughs> movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she I really hope she does a follow up to this movie. I don't care what it is. She uh, she needs to establish this like Diablo verse mm-hmm. that she's making with all these weirdo supernatural stuff. Cause like, I love it. I will I'm even fund it, it. I don't care. Just just do like a Kickstarter campaign and like listen. If you want another movie, oh, and then or just Patreon it. Like, let me see the behind the scenes. Like, I, I will I will check it out. Yeah. I am poor, but I will throw you $2 every month. Do you have a good? It's like, listen, you have an audience. Or like, get like a deal with like, not Netflix, because like, they're trash. Some sort of streaming platform. It can even be like one of those weird horror movie platforms like Screambox or Fright Tube or, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Chiller. If that's even still a thing. <laughs> like, the audience is out there. We're hungry. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm so hungry. I'm I'll starving. eat up everything Diablo Kobe serves me. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we'll be eagerly waiting for her mm-hmm. follow-up. Let's just say that. Honestly, honestly, listen. I have to say this before we stop. I was watching this. And I'm like, this can easily be... A Broadway musical. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can easily. Oh, yeah. I could. I could. I was watching. I'm like. I could totally see this as like I a Broadway musical. I can't stop this feeling anymore. Okay. It could totally be transposed to music easily. Mm-hmm. They made a Beetlejuice musical. Oh yeah, that's true. And it was fire. It worked. It was amazing. They made a Heather's musical, and you were in it. Yes. You were a Heather. <laughs> no, it was Martha. I was the one. I was the, the friend that uh, they made fun of. <laughs> I, it was sad. <laughs> but in the movie, she's like barely in it. Martha Dunstock. I remember Martha. <laughs> yeah, she's just like at the beginning of the end. Yep. And then they're like, let's go hang out. <laughs> oh but you understand. Like you, you could... Someone yeah. visualize it. Yeah. Diablo Cody, please. Please make Jennifer's Body a musical. Please make Lisa Frankenstein a musical. I will see it. My head's just like seeing the imagery of like having that tanning bed in the musical. That'd be so cool. And then you could like spin it. Ooh. Yeah. And then he comes out and he's more human. And the fog comes out of it. <gasps> I wish I had money to make a musical. We have such great ideas. <laughs> I know. We just need money. Yes. That's the hard part. We need money to fund all these ideas. Um, we well, we have a Kickstarter for uh, Lisa Frank, the musical. <laughs> Not Lisa Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Frank, the musical. <laughs> you know all those weird coloring books? <laughs> yeah. Oopsies. Oh, my God. Yeah, we just have a Kickstarter, and then we, like, steal all the money. <laughs> We just put on a really like bad 
YouTube video for our musical. Honestly, we don't even need permission. There's so many unauthorized musicals. Look at the, what was that, Potter? The, oh, the Potter Barry Potter one. musical. I yes. have like all that memorized. I watched <laughs> that so much. They didn't get permission. <laughs> it's straight up fire. It's so good. <laughs> Um, and then there's like a Jerry Springer musical, I think. No, there isn't. Mm-hmm. I've never heard it, but oh I'm pretty God. sure it is. There is one. Is there a Mari Povich musical? I don't know, but there's you are be. not the father. Oh no! How <laughs> oh, could no. this be? Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll write it. We'll write that one too. We've got a lot on our plate. <laughs> Jennifer's body, Lisa Frankenstein, Mari. <laughs> I genuinely do think we could write the Lisa Frankenstein musical. Oh I've my got god! A, I've got a piano. We got this. <laughs> I know musicians. Like, listen, this is a passion project. You're not going to get paid. <laughs> it's exposure. <laughs> It'll be put on YouTube. You're going to be paid in exposure. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe residuals on YouTube. <laughs> Here's your one cent. <laughs> Some. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll have to work on that. We'll talk about it in the Discord channel. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to go start planning these musicals. Um, I almost called you Lisa. <laughs> Allie, thank you so much for coming back on. <laughs> it's been a blast as usual. Oh, so fun. Yes. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I have this. I was going to show you. This is the proof of my poetry book I wrote. It just... <sighs> It's a small 40-page thing, so I might put this up for sale eventually. But... A published author? Well, self-published, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. I can promote, so, I can, I can promote your book. That's, well, that's, that's so awesome, Ailey. I'll let you know when I'm just going through it and um, going to do, like, one more sweep, and then I'll probably put it up for sale in the maybe in a month. So, yeah. This is kind of what I've been working on for, like, three years oh my so. god that's that's incredible okay well next time you're on and if it's done i'll drop that link awesome thank you so, so much sick. thanks for supporting me you're welcome Allie. it's been a blast we'll do so, this again so soon yes yes right. you ready to close this out Mm-hmm. all right thank you thank you everybody until next time stop that scroll and spend more time watching bye everybody bye that's it for this time on The Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Keep the conversation going by adding us on Instagram and letterboxed at Syndicate. Or join the Discord server where you can catch Armand along other podcasters and listeners at syndicate.com slash discord. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye. Goodbye.